I am Jim Collison, and this is Gallup's Called to Coach, recorded on March 25th, 2022. Called to Coach is a resource for those who want to help others discover and use their strengths. We have Gallup experts and independent strengths coaches share tactics, insights, and strategies to help coaches maximize the talent of individuals, teams, and organizations around the world. If you're listening live, love you have a jump in our chat room. We have a live chat room. On our live page, there's just a link right above me there. It'll take you to the live page. Sign in with your Google account and join us in chat. If you're listening after the fact, you can always send us your questions or email coaching at gallop.com. That's a great address for just about any question. Don't forget to subscribe to Called to Coach on your favorite podcast app and right there on YouTube over in the corner so you never miss an episode. Carol Ann McGuire is my guest today. Carol Ann is a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach specializing in education and faith-based congregations. She has spoken nationally and internationally for companies such as Apple, Discovery, and Google, and is just an all-around great human, one of my favorite people to be with. Carol Ann's top five is achiever, learner, focus. You're going to see this big time, too, positivity and woo. Carol Ann, welcome. Welcome to Call the Coach. So glad to be here. I, I mean, I love this. I love talking to you and um, we get to catch up. So it's great. I know we have a great time. Uh, I got to spend some time with you a couple years back uh, when my son was down, uh, was a Marine down there at, at Camp Pendleton and we spent some time together. That's always great. But you've been a longtime coach, been certified since 2014. So that's, you know, that's eight years coming up and, and a lot of water under the bridge. We want to, I want to spend the first few minutes uh, before we kind of get into the work that you're currently doing uh, with the school there. I want to spend the first few minutes with what you've learned in the last eight years. And so if you were to, you know, you, you have an audience of certified coaches and some that aren't, but that's okay. They're coaching. They'll be their future certified coaches. Yep. What, what kind of advice, what is, what are some of the lessons learned here over the last, you know, the last eight I have years? A lot of lessons learned. I'm most of them through failure as most of my lessons are done. Um, my lesson, my probably my number one lesson is really know who you are and who your your people are, right? So in the beginning, when I first started coaching, I was like, can you coach a construction site? Sure. You want to coach CEOs? Yes, of course I can. You know, I was coaching everyone that I could. And I quickly learned that um, CEOs and businesses, they're not, I don't speak their language. And so you have to know who your people are because so you speak the same language because when they go off on a tangent, you can follow them there. So my people are educator influencers of children is who I love parents, teachers. I love the kids and I like faith based um, communities. And that's kind of through a lot of failing navigated to those places. And no, like I love big workshops. I love them. Not so much one-on-one -on -one coaching. Mm. And so you just, through the years, I just learned what I can say yes to, what I can say mm -hmm. no, no, but I have somebody that you would be great with, you know, be able to know where to put people. I think just know, knowing your people is probably my number one. And, and when you say you learn those through failure, uh, it's really kind of you tried a bunch of different, right? You just tried a bunch of different things. Yeah, not failure like I failed at them, but failure for me, like that just wasn't my thing. It wasn't my, um, it wasn't where I felt strong, where I, where I would talk to educators and I would walk out of there like, yeah, let's do this again. We could, I'll just spin them right one at one after another. Where, you know, when I'm talking to CEOs, I would walk out and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't talk of our <laughs> return on investment anymore. <laughs> like, it, just you have to know your people. You're, a gal, you're also a gal licensed um, partner with us. We can yeah. you, books and you've got some you have some art hanging on my office wall, which if I was in the office, I'd be looking at um, right <laughs> now. Talk a little bit about that. What have you learned through doing kind of a strengths business? Do you think? Uh, you know what? I love serving coaches. And I learned that. I learned that um, I like empowering coaches for what they do. So like if you're going to do a big whatever, you know, I have coaches ask me all. I mean, I've had so many random um, requests and those are the requests I love the most, like something that stretches me. Like I want to 
personalized bucket with their names on it. And so I'll make something like that. You know, I like when people give me random challenges to do for their clients because that's what makes me ha it makes me happy. So and I've learned a and I'm a learner. Right. So I've learned how to use a lot of different tools by the requests that coaches give me and coaches give me the best the best questions, be much better than somebody that just, hey, I like strengths. I want to buy a book. You know, they'll give me like a twist on it. And so yeah, that, a challenge. I love it. You, you've never been one to shy away from a challenge. As I've known you, every time, we, you know, <laughs> something interesting comes up, I see the wheels, you know, <laughs> spinning and you're like, oh, how could we do this? And, you know, you, you, you wrote a book, you made stickers, you had some art kind of thing. Yep. Um, rockyourstrengths.com is your website. What do you think, what, what is in you? What from, and maybe from, from a strengths perspective, what, what drives you in that? What's the driving force that keeps you moving I'm, forward I'm and not afraid? I'm learning. So I'm, I'm in the process of learning new things. You know, I'm, I learned, I spent a year learning how to write a book and then I learned how to do it. You know, then the second one was much easier. Now the third one is going to be much easier than that. You know, so it's like this process of learning how to do this. How do you make a mug? How do you, I don't know. I just, yeah. I love the, it doesn't matter to me. The more random, the better, but I love it. <laughs> That's well, but not like. everybody's built that way. Like, you know, you've got this achiever learner focus kind of. Yeah, that, that learner focus is kind of a killer for me sometimes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But you stay on it. Like you, you <laughs> get an idea and then you're like, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to finish this out. I'm going to yeah. drive this through to completion. Yeah, and you just get it done. Two, it it seems like they would be going in opposite directions because you'd have learner that's all over the place and focus that's zone, zoning in on something. For me, I focus on something and learn everything I possibly can about that one thing. So that's what it looks like for me. Yeah. Just for folks who didn't hear, and Catherine was asking this, Caroline's top five, achiever, learner, focus, positivity, and woo, my favorite theme, by the way. <laughs> just in case that wasn't clear. Um, what do you think... It, well, let's talk about your current role. What okay. are you current? What are you currently doing? What kind of role are you in now? And then we'll talk a little bit about that project that uh, that you're doing with. Your All right. So I am currently the librarian at a middle school in Anaheim, California. So when I came here, I was a coach first, and the principal had gone to a conference that I was teaching, and she said, "You know, what do we need to do to get you at our school?" And at the time, I was traveling my clients were in Miami and Albuquerque and I'm in California. So every single week I was on a plane and she just asked the perfect question at the right time. And I was like, um, I'm good. Like I'm done staying in a living out of a suitcase. I'll do whatever you want. What do you need? She's like, how about a librarian? Okay, I've never done that before, but sure. I'm totally game, but here's the deal. I'm also a strengths coach and I've written two books. Um, I would, my third book, I would really like to focus on middle school students and say, what if, what if these kids really knew themselves, if they really knew themselves in middle school, which is like the most awkward, weird time of a person's life. If you really knew who you were then, would you have to go find yourself later on? I said, so that's the premise of my book. Um, if I can use the students and the staff and the parents as kind of my lab, I'll come do whatever you want. She's like, do the library. Like, okay. So here I am. I'm the librarian and I do strengths with the students, the staff, the parents, you know, whoever wants to listen, I'm good. <laughs> I'm there. So that's what I do. Well, wait a minute. Libraries, don't you have a library science degree? Do you have to, do you have to have a library? Have... So here's the, here's the fun fact. I did not when I first came here, Yeah. but now the state of California says I do. So on top of all of the other things that I'm doing, I'm now a brand new grad student getting my library science degree. I like it. I like <laughs> it. What it it gave you a, a kind of a opportunity, a, a unique opportunity. And I think this is one of the things. Sometimes we get so focused on what we think our path should be when all the <laughs> opportunities around us are pinging. It, as long as I've known you, you've always had your. You know, we would say have your head on a swivel which is always looking around like what, what are, what are, what are, what's happening around me? What can I, what, what other paths do I need to do? I need to be sensitive to, or do I need to take? Yeah. Um, what are some alternative 
ways of doing things, maybe ways they haven't been done before. Those you are know, my favorite. Really, you wrote a you 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 created these when we first started doing called the coach. You were doing sketch art, yep. right? And okay. is that what it's called? Did I get the did I get the uh, right? Uh, it's sketch notes. Yeah, sketch I mean, notes. Yeah, and you'd send these to me, and I'm like, wow, these are fantastic. And we'd post them. Yeah, we'd post them. There's a good. Let me hold on. Let me let me go full screen you so folks can see okay. those. That's just competition. They're all, and, I mean, they're all different. And you took those and put them in a book, and then made yeah. a. You kind of made an activity out of it, right? Draw, actually, draw on your strengths. I actually use it as my textbook for my students. So my students now use this as their textbook. And I'm a professor at Fresno Pacific University on a class Teach with Your Strengths. And I use that as my textbook for Teach with Your Strengths too. Now that it's part of the curriculum, is it like four hundred dollars a book? Is that no, the is that the way? No, it is? no, dear, dear God. <laughs> textbooks are crazy expensive. Well, they no, are I don't. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a. Uh, I think it's a great example of taking. I mean, you. That was years ago. We. That yeah. was eight years. You know, six, yeah, seven, eight years ago. Write that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, it, I just. I, I appreciate that about you of always being looking for opportunities and then when seeing them, not being afraid. You know, oftentimes we're afraid of failing, and you. You said you learned by failing in these. Oh, what yeah. do you think? What, what what's going on inside of you? Cause I think it's different than in most people. Like you just, you just don't have any fear. What is that that drives you to. forward that way? I used to, I used to have a lot of fear. So when I, when I started this whole process, when I was teaching, I was teaching, I started my career teaching blind students hmm. and what made me, I guess, if I could look back on my life and see what's the shift to make me have no fear, it's, teaching those blind students. So I was teaching them and I went to a conference and they were saying, movie making is so much, it's so easy, so easy. So I went to this conference and sat in the back row and the presenter, after he was done, I walked up to him and said, you know, my name's Caroline McGuire. And if movie making is that easy, I'm going to win the California multimedia festival next year. And he's like, what do you teach? I said, I teach blind students. He's like, your kids can't see the screen. I said, yeah, but you just told me for an hour how easy movie making was. If it's really that easy, I'm planning on winning the contest. <laughs> so and, and and now I look back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I said that to somebody. How how crazy was I to say that? So I walked into my kid class, told my kids, we're going to win this contest. They were so excited. And I walked into the teacher's lounge. Now, if you know anything about the teacher's lounge, teacher's lounges are places where ideas die. They die. They get Really? Sacrifice. Oh, 100%. Because it's all, the teachers have to get vent out all their frustration that yeah. they've had all day with these yeah. kids. And then yeah. they go yeah. back, right? So we're in the in the teacher's lounge and they were like, you know, what have you, what did you do this weekend? I'm like, oh, I went to this con conference. I'm going to teach my kids movie making. And they're like, um, have you ever made a movie before? I said, nope. <laughs> um, do you have but I hear it's easy. <laughs> yeah. well, he said it was easy. He's like, do you have a video camera? I'm like, no. I'm like, but I can, I can get a video camera. He's like, have you ever edited a movie in your entire life? I said, no. They're like, and you're going to make a movie with kids that can't see the screen. You're going to teach them how to do that. And I walked out of the teacher's lounge. I remember walking out so depressed. Like, mm. that really was a dumb idea. And now I've already told my kids. So I went back to class and I was like, you know what, guys? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we could do this. And like you said we were going to win the contest and you said we could try. It was like, okay, let's try. And so they wrote their scripts in Braille. They did all the filming. And let me tell you, when blind kids are filming, they're filming like this. Yeah. So we, got, <laughs> we learned about tripods. I mean, literally everything I learned, I learned from failure. And here's the fact. Those kids won that contest two years in a row. Wow. Their video was shown on the Apple website for five years. Wow. Five years. Yeah. They were exceptional filmmakers. It should have been impossible for them to be filmmakers. And it wasn't. And I think that for me was the shift in my life to say, I can't be afraid of things I don't know about mm -hmm. because what if it works? Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't work, so what? It doesn't work. You, you got to give it a try. We're, we're going to talk about this with your students coming up. But what do you think? So what made them great filmmakers? Like what, 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 what do you think it was 
that, what it that was, made them it, great. It, because it was impossible. Mm. That's what made it great. Mm. It, it should have been impossible. And these kids proved me and everyone around them that you can't put limits on kids. Mm. You just can't, you can't put a limit on them. And as a teacher, you don't know who's in your class. You don't know what potential lies in that class. And so to give kids an opportunity that I may know nothing about, I mean, I learned right along with them. We sat and watched how-to videos on YouTube together, teacher and student. I did not come into this with all the knowledge in my head. And it was the first time in my teaching career that that happened, mm. that I came into, I'm teaching you something I don't know anything about. And it was in that that I found freedom because we learned together and we were learning on an equal playing field. And I think the kids learned that it's okay to be a learner. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to know everything to be your teacher. I'm, but I'm willing to learn it with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the tipping point for me. They, they may have, you know, they may have bypassed seeing bias, right? I mean, in the sense 100%. the the bias couldn't be there because it, it just wasn't. And so they there was to, nothing there. Uh, it was impossible. So anything yeah. they did was amazing. I think, I think oftentimes that relates to the corporate space as well. We just don't see it. You know, we, we, we don't, we think everything is kind of set and well, this is always the way we've done it and it can't be can't be done this way. I mean, listen, you and I are chatting on a medium today right. because nine years ago I said, Hey, you know, there's this new thing called podcasting that we can try. Right. And this week, just this week alone, I made eight of these and I, we, we used to do eight and six months, <laughs> like, you know, kind of deal. And, and I love that. Um, it's great because it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. Well, Catherine's quoting you. She says, love this. What made, what made it great? It was impossible. Impossible, right? that's true. I think that that's probably going to be a line that's gonna that's gonna hang around for a while. I think um, with us, tell us a little bit. Okay, so you're you're now middle school. You're so now middle school. You, you're you've got it. You here. said, "Hey, look, I'm a I, you know, I'm a strengths coach. I'm going to yep. bring some Clifton strengths into the school." Right. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Okay, so when, every year I take my kids, we go straight, we do a series of personality tests because here's a fun fact. When kids are in school, all they're trying to do when they take a test is crawl into the teacher's brain and figure out what the right answer is and so they can spit it out on their paper. And they've done this year after year after year since kindergarten. So taking strengths, Clifton strengths, that's not what I want them to do. I do not want them crawling in my head because what's in my head is not right in their head. That, that It needs to be right for them. So we take a series of assessments first. We do the Myers-Briggs. We do a whole bunch. We take, we take inventory of every single time. And if they don't feel right about it, like you took the test. It's not about me. It's all about you. So when we finally get to Clifton strengths, they're ready. They know how to take this. They know that it's not, it's not what's in my head that's important. It's what's in your head. And then we spend, we take it around Christmas time. And then the whole rest of the year, we just deal with their strengths. And I was telling them yesterday, let's say uh, one of the kids was asking me about it because I also teach at the university level. And I said, you know, a lot of the lessons that we do as a class, I do at the university level. You could potentially take this class right now as a middle school student and get college credit for it because you're really in a sense doing a lot of the homework that I give my adult learners. So we do that and we talk about like, what's the right path for them when they get into high school and college and finding a right career based on what they are good at, not what mom and dad think they're good at. And sometimes it's the same and sometimes it's not. And we talk about it as families, um, where they what's a good path for them and so that's how it starts and this year just led us into a very unique opportunity that um, i'm always open like you said for opportunities that come and two years ago i started training a therapy dog and his name is mojo and he comes to the library he did all his training in the library and he comes to the library three days a week and spends time with the kids now we just last week in California got our masks off. Up until that point, our students had never even seen their teachers. Mm. 
they would have no idea what their teachers look like outside of school. And so Mojo comes in and he will come in the in the library and kids and staff will lay on the ground with him and pet him. And I have kids doing their um, their psychology appointments with with him laying down on the ground. And uh, it's he's a game changer for the school. I mean, we were like every school needs a therapy dog. And about two months ago, the company that organizes the therapy dogs had a, a, a fundraiser that they were going to do, and it's called Pet of the Year. And so your dog could become Pet of the Year, but it's a fundraiser. So it's really the one who makes the most money. So I talked to the, I don't like, I'm, competition is not high for me. It's in the, it's in the middle. So I really only do competitions that I know I can win. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, we could do this. We could, this group of middle school students, we could do this. And it would be a great way to teach them the power of two in their strengths. So we started learning about our strengths, started learning about the power of two, how they complement each other, how they work together, all that stuff. And here comes the fundraiser. And so I put a call on Facebook to coaches and I said, hey, I'm doing this thing. It's called Power of Two. You know, we're doing Power Two with my kids. It's a fundraiser. If you can come in, I could really use like three or four coaches to come in to the to my class and talk to my kids, kind of like teach them. Well, I got 12 people that volunteered to come in. I only have 12 students. It was amazing. Amazing. So these kids are coming in and these coaches we're all talking about the same thing, how they can work together, how they can fundraise. What is it? What does it look like different in this team and this team and how they can push them and and, you know, where their where their skills allow them to go farther or whatever. Our goal was three thousand dollars. Like, you know, what? if we can make three thousand dollars, three thousand dollars, that's amazing. And so we started fundraising with the help of these coaches. They were talking with the kids and they're learning about each other. And I have a lot of kids with competition. So they were like in it to win it, you know, and um, we started raising money. And one of my kids, one of the coaches challenged my kids to write a corporate letter, like write to a corporate corporation and see if they'll donate. So he wrote, now, mind you, these kids are 13 years old. He wrote a 19-page letter to Coca-Cola asking them for a $10,000 grant or $10,000 scholarship to go to Pet Partners who was going to do this. Well, that's a game changer for us. So the company said, you know, you really should raise your, your goal from $3,000 to $10,000 because if Coca-Cola sees it, it's, you know, it's going to look funny that you're only asking for $3,000. So like, okay, well, that just made it look worse because now our goal is 10,000 and we're way down here. And all of a sudden these kids hit their stride. Now, Coca-Cola never did give us the grant, but these kids hit a stride. They started, we started talking about the art of the ask. So my lessons were all about the art of the ask. Just ask. People could say no. It's totally okay if somebody says no. And I think that's a fear, not just with kids. I think it's a fear, real fear for adults too, just to not, not be afraid to, to ask. I was like, what's the absolute worst that could happen? The worst thing that could happen is they could say, no, I don't want to do it. So we practiced and I was like the bad guy. I'm like, go ahead, ask me for, ask me for money. You're like, can I have $10? They're like, no, I don't, I don't really want it. I don't really want to give you $10. And then we would talk about it. Like, how does that make you feel? Well, it kind of makes me feel bad. Yeah. Are you still breathing? Yeah, you still okay? Okay. That's it. That's the worst that could happen. It's going to make you feel a little bit sad. But here's the thing. If you ask 10 people, there's a yes in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to give you a yes. So we're try. we're learning the art of the ask. Mm-hmm. And they started asking. And these kids went to 3,000, 4,000. 5,000. We started going up, up, up. And all of a sudden, when the kids realized this is, it's not as hard as what I thought it was, they started getting bolder and bolder in their asks. And they started getting really creative. So Mojo is, we taught him how to paint a picture. So we, (laughs) 
we I gotta get it. Can I just get it? Because yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. no, we get we we gotta see. No, okay, that Mojo's a dog. Just a reminder, Mojo, Mojo is the dog, dog painting He's a picture. A He's okay. a dog. So we okay. had. I'm gonna show you that we had a canvas, and we just squirted paint all over the canvas and put Saran wrap on the top of it, and then put peanut butter on top of this Saran wrap, and then he licked it off. Okay, this <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a painting that my dog painted. Okay, wait till you see this. Because it actually looks like a dog. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's, get ready. Get let's ready. See it. Here we go. My dog painted this. My dog. My dog painted yeah, it. It does kind of look like a dog. It looks like a dog, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were like, oh my gosh, Mojo painted a painting that looks like a dog. So my kids were like, let's do a paint party. So we're going to call the pet store, closest pet store, and pitch it to them that we want to have a puppy paint party and we're going to bring all the supplies and you bring your dogs. So they did it. And we thought, you know, if four people show up, we'll be, I mean, that would be so cool. Four people showed up, 16 people showed up, 35 extra people that were just watching were all around us watching the dogs paint pictures. Like how is this happening? Right. <laughs> And one of my kids, who is probably the most shy kid I have in the whole class, stood up. It, it, like, it makes me just so proud just even thinking about it. Because she stood up in front of all these people, all these people with their dogs and all the people that were watching. And were, she told them about how anxious she was in school until we got a therapy dog. And what a difference that this therapy dog made in her anxiety in coming to school. Because remember, we're still masked. We're still all, all those things. And oh my, you could not even the dogs barked. There was no, quiet. Sixteen dogs. All these people. Not even, I, I the dogs. That not even the dogs were nothing. Everybody was listening to her talk about how this dog Mojo has helped ease her anxiety. We got back to school. I was like, girlfriend, you are amazing. You are amazing. Can you believe it? She's like, I can't even believe I did that. I don't even want to stand up in school and give a report. And yet she stood up in front of these strangers. And it was like between the coaching and the kids, they were coming out of their shell in a way I had never. I mean, this was like, it was amazing. Parents were like, what is happening to my kid? They're so, they're so bold all of a sudden and in a good way, you know, in a, in a confident way. And it was yeah. just so exciting. Okay. So you want to know how much they raised? Yeah. Take, take a guess, take a guess. Uh, Here, they're 12, 12 yeah. kids. They're all 13 years old. They're in all in middle school. How much money did these kids raise? Raise, cool. like they actually funded, they found out how much a Jolly Rancher was and how much they could charge yeah. and what the profit margin was. Like we learned all that. 12,000, 12,000. Nope. nope. More? More? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. 15, 15,000. 20? $23,000. Nice. Wow. 12, 13 year olds raised yeah. that much money. So here's the, here's the sad part. We didn't win the contest because, because, the contest went till midnight of whatever the night was. And at 9.30, all of our money was in. I went to bed thinking, all right, we got this. We got this. Nope. Somebody, two dogs, one came in and put $10,000 on her credit card. Oh. Beat us. Uh. And they only beat us by $700. Uh, well, you're still a winner in my book. Oh, I told these kids, I'm like, First of all, you have won my heart. Yeah. You have won everything. Like you won this on your own as kids. Like we don't have $10,000 in our credit card to put on for, yeah. for a dog to win a contest, but they hustled. They made churros. They sold stuff. They were buying. I mean, they were hoo, hoo, all over. Like everyone had a had a thing. Every group was totally different. Some rolled, sold ruffle tickets because ruffle ruffle tickets. Oh, uh, um, nice, nice. I yeah, see where you're was, going there. It was pretty exciting. It was. How do you th how do you think it's that's awesome? By the way, and it's it's incredible to see the outcome when we think about 
what the original expectation was, you know, a couple thousand dollars to to exceed that. Right. How do you think strengths, you know, you mentioned power of two, but how do you think them knowing their top five or them knowing what they're best? How did that, how did you see that play in any specific examples where that really stood out? We couldn't have done it without them knowing their strengths. I don't, I don't believe that um, the result would have been the same without these kids knowing their strengths because they plotted together. They planned and they um, came up with ideas that, that they probably would not have done. So like you'll, you'll meet these kids in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited for you to meet these kids. So one has competition and one has ideation. So together they were like, oh, I can use my ideation. I can think of all these ideas and then we'll pick one or two and then we'll just run with it. But I think without them understanding where the other one was coming from, we wouldn't have had the same results. I'm a hundred percent confident. We would not have had those results had these kids not known their strengths because they played to them. I mean, they played to their strengths in a way I have never seen middle school students play. Just a reminder, you're actually at school, so we Are may you? hear announcements coming up. Yes. Sorry. School days. Is, no, no, no. I can't control that. No, 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 no worries. Just for folks listening, like, what what, yeah. what was that? You're actually um, you're actually yeah, at school. Probably the bell. From, I don't know. From a programming note, if I'd have had my act together, I would have had the two sessions already scheduled on Eventbrite that we're going to be doing after this. Oh. I didn't get I didn't get my act together this week <laughs> and get them done. But um, uh, we over in in early April, uh, we are going to interview the students, bring them wait. on and spend some time uh, hearing from them. So you'll yeah. this is you don't have to just take Carol Ann's no, don't for it. Well, right? and ask hard questions. Ask them yeah. hard questions. They're amazing. They're so amazing. We'll be posting this to Eventbrite. So if you haven't followed us yet, go to gallop.eventbrite.com. Just create an account and follow us there. You'll get a notification when this is coming. You should have done that anyways. And then a couple of weeks after that, we're going to be interviewing the coaches because yeah. you you didn't ask. You did a bold ask. Yeah. You went to the community and said, hey, anyone interested in, in you know, um, coaching these yeah. students? What, tell me a little bit about that. Okay, just seeing the kids, just, I wish I would have videotaped them just meeting their coaches because their personalities of the kids were all different and it just matched like the it, the energy level of the kids just happened to match the energy level of the coaches. So like some of my kids that were like super bubbly and happy, got Kathy, you know, for their coach and they both come on, hi, how are you? You know, like that. And, and then I have boys that are more subdued and they had Mike as their coach and Mike was methodical and gave them like little steps at a time. I mean, it was just brilliant, brilliant how it worked out. I mean, I, I could not, I couldn't have planned it. The coaches were freaking amazing with these kids. And what, what an honor What it, for me as a teacher, but for these kids to be coached by some of the best coaches on the planet. I mean, they were being, we were meeting on Saturday nights to talk with, with coaches all around the world. We met early to talk with Dion in Australia. I mean, like we were meeting at all random times, not just school times. So we could get the benefit of speaking with some of these coaches. I can't wait for you to hear their stories. I'm ex- I'm curious to hear their side too, because I have not debriefed with them on purpose because I want to hear them in your, like when you question them, like, Ooh, how, Ooh, is that how it was? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it's, it, I'm looking forward to it. We spent you and I spent some time talking about this you, you, when you were telling me about this project, and I said, you know, we ought to just one interview the students. Oh, this yeah. would be fabulous to have them on and to to just hear from them. You know how it changed. Again, that's coming up here next month, yeah. and then from the from the coaches as well. I'm I'm kind of excited to grill them. A oh yeah, bit. we'll have a whole. Yeah. We'll have a whole field of, of uh, we'll have a whole panel of, of coaches. So we've got some upcoming. Um, and there, and there's up- a thing too. I told the kids, I said, when, um, when you're with your coach, I want you to, I want you to notice something. So we, and we talked about this before they even met with their coaches. I said, out of all the years that I've done this, I've always tried to match my kids with coaches. This is one is a little different because we have a goal. I said, but I want you to notice as you're talking to your coaches, there's going to be a moment 
when that coach realizes you are 12 and 13 years old, but you know more than my business people. Like, you know, you understand, you understand this better than some other people. I said, and I want you to, I want you to notice that, that moment. So the first time that they got on a call, I don't remember who the coach was, but they'll tell you when they're, when they're doing their thing. And the, um, the coach said almost exactly those words, like, wow, I can't believe that you're only 13 years old. You really understand. And I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. I was like, that's the moment. That's the moment. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? <laughs> and the kid's like, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't stop. Cause like, there is a moment. There's a moment where you listen to these kids and you're like, I wish, man, I wish I would have had that when I was in middle school. I wish somebody would have spent some time with me telling me what I was good at when I was in that awkward phase of my life. It's just, the more I do it, the more I think that it's just crucial. It's not even, it's not even a, a cool thing. It's, it's a crucial thing for our kids to know, like what a gift to give them. Mm -hmm. Do you run into, you know, I think we spent some time in the Facebook groups talking about the appropriate assessment to take mm -hmm. based on the age and some of those And middle schools in an awkward spot, right? I mean, 10 to 14 is really yep. strengths explorer that should be there. And yet some, some can handle sure. at that age. Can you talk a little bit how you over, how you work through that or how that worked for those yep. students? Yep. So we, we don't do explore at all and we don't do quest. We do the real strengths finder adult version. Um, I, by the way, the student version is the real version as well. I just want to make sure folks. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. No, but I mean, I don't, I don't use <laughs> the way you said that. No, yeah, I, no, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. right. True. I, I, but I don't, I use like the regular. Yeah. Clifton strengths. Version. Yep. Clifton strengths. Um, but we do a bunch of assessments beforehand. So it's all in that prep work that we do beforehand, there is no way I would hand kids a Clifton Strengths assessment without first knowing that they know how to take it. Because that that setup is probably the reason that they're so successful mm -hmm. is because mm -hmm. they really understand what this kind of assessment is. It's And like I said, it's very different from any assessment they've ever had in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you certified in any of the other like Myers-Briggs or, or uh, certified well, any of those? I used to be. I, when I taught special ed, so I had to do all of those assessments as a special ed teacher. Mm -hmm. So I was, I never kept up with the credentials, but I was. You know, that's a great idea. I've never thought of that, of using, this is like a brand new thought for me, using those assessments as a learning tool to prepare. Yeah. Right. So because you could you see the change in them as oh, they yeah. learned to trust that it was about the answers they gave and not what you 100%. were looking for? Did you, could you see that change in them? 100%. Because the first time that they take an assessment, like I said, they're trying to get into my brain to see what the right answer is. Right. And so when you when you do that and you get the results and you read the results and you're like, yeah, you know, I see this one in me, but not so much this one. Like I, I'm like, well, you took the, you took the test. I didn't take it. Like you, you're the one that put your answers. So, and we talk through after every single assessment, we talk through every single assessment. What did you see that went well? What did you see that, um, you know, could be changed? What do you think you answered to make it go this way? And then, so we talk through, we debrief after every single one. By the like I said, by the time we take Clifton Strengths, I have to feel confident <clears throat> that my kids are ready to take that assessment, and they are. Couple questions coming in from the chat room, and in the final, you know, we're, we're about down to ten or ten minutes or so. You can be asking your questions out there. Ken says, uh, "How do you select the twelve students, and is that how many you teach each year? How does that work?" Okay, so my I I'm the library. I teach in the library. So the kids that are my students are my TAs, which is teachers assistants. So they actually have to apply to be in my class. So we're taking. I look at their grades. I look at their. I mean, like I look at everything. I interview their teachers. My TAs right now will interview the TAs for next year. So they'll actually help bring in 
the new kids for next year. So it is an application. So I am a little choosy because knowing this is what I'm going to do with them. When I listen to their interviews, I'm listening with that ear. The kids are listening with other ears, but that's that's what I'm listening for when when we're doing this. Um, I saw another question. Does the school pay for the assessments? Nope. I pay for all of the assessments. Um, and here's and here's why. I believe in this. I believe that I am investing in my students in a way that God, I wish somebody would have. I mean, like, not that I had a bad experience in middle school, but like, I wish somebody would have taken time and said, you know what, I'll spend some money investing in you. Um, because I know I'm building people. I, it's funny because when I talk to the coaches, I would say like, I think I have the better job. Like you coach adults. I think that's awesome. I totally have the better job and I will fight you for it. Cause I think, <laughs> I think what I'm doing is, is way better. And here, here's my reasoning. I get to build up kids before life hits them, before they get bashed around by life and problems and situations. I get to build their strength beforehand, where when you're coaching adults, you're repairing them on what life did to them. And so I, I kind of like my little spot in the world helping, you know, I, this is my place. And God help all the coaches that are doing businesses and, and adults. Cause I think that is amazing. But like, I, I want to be on this end of it and build them up before. So that way, by the time they get to you, they'll be like, yeah, give me that project. I like it. Uh, so worth your strengths, right? That's a spot you're really good at. You really enjoy it. You like working with those. You're having that. Um, Kara had asked this question, um, and, and I'm going to add on to it. She says, how do you see this experience in the future? Um, what are you looking to add or adjust? And, and I'm going to add the question. So it's middle school. Is it six, seven, eight, or no, is just it seven, seven eight, nine? Seven and eight. eight. Even better. And I At, only have eighth graders. So we're only dealing with like a portion of that. We're only, yeah. I'm only dealing with eighth grade. Any thought to turning those TAs into a little bit of a coaching you know, sometimes in our universities, we have juniors and seniors yep. coach the freshmen and sophomores. They go through a coaching program that can yep. help them. That's part of our Clifton Strengths Institute at the University of Nebraska at Lincoln. Um, any any thoughts on that or future thoughts? Just yeah. let's talk about the future. Okay. So our when Taven wrote that letter to Coca-Cola, it inspired two of my TAs to write a letter to Gallup. And they wanted to... Um, what they wanted is they want to do a student led, basically like a, a, a coaching, like we do the summer Institute. They want to do that, like, but student led for kids. So kids teaching kids. And um, so they wrote a letter. I mean, who knows what will happen? They wrote a letter to them. I would like in the future, I would love, I would love to know they're 34. I mean, that would be, that would be a dream to be able to see, what the, what these kids 34 looks like. So in the future, what I would love to see is a way for us to get funded to, to see their 34, as well as do a student-led conference. Like we have the place, we have the venue, we have the speakers, like the kids are great. I could call coaches that would be, that I know would come. Um, I would like to see that. I would like to see a student-led conference on how to build your strengths as a teenager. I just, I just think it's needed. I think it's need. I think our culture needs that, right? Especially right now, more than ever. So that's that would be my that would be my future goal. Yeah, in 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 that conversation, um, you know, you and I, as you and I were talking about this, I I, I do, I always want to push a little bit to when we get a lot of requests from a lot of a lot of organizations for free yeah. codes, right? And it's not really a sustainable model, nor is it the best way to do it. The really the best way to do it is corporate sponsorship, right? Because it gets them involved. Then yep. we put like then these corporations begin to get some vested interest, and we kind of we kind of need to encourage that. I'm not trying to pass the buck. No, absolutely, I, 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 I am, totally agree. Yeah, I am. I, we we've seen this happen time and time again that when local corporations or local organizations get involved in this and they they put some money into it it changes the relationship between the school and the corporation right and the community 
Like if it's a yeah. if it's a corporation that's in your community, even better because those kids are going to get jobs in your area. That's where yeah. they're looking. Yeah, I have a huge listen. I have a huge passion for internships, and this is a perfect example. We see this all the time: is that when students get out and get into the organizations, and the organizations get involved in the education process, it changes things. Yes. And so, you know, um, Kara also mentions Gates Foundation, and those some of those large corporations are fine for that. What I'm talking about is getting local yes. industry on the yep. ground involved in this. And, and making this partnership between the school and the local, kind of a yeah. local organizations. Guys, it's super powerful when it works. And again, I'm not trying to pass the buck, but I've just oh, no, seen we're, this work. We're planning on making that work. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, good. that's really good. where we're going. We really, the kids, and it's not me. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm just riding on their coattails. They really want to have a student-led conference, and I'm like, yeah. let's do it. I I feel like I feel like I'm in the position where I was when I told those blind kids, "All right, right. go right. for it. Let's try yeah. it." What all they can say is no. So we're that's where we're at right now. Yeah, no, it's exciting. I think um, uh, looking forward to and and I'll throw one more um, um, you know request out. If you're in the chat right now, if you're listening live, you want to ask some questions, throw those in chat, and we'll we'll bring those in here. But I'm I'm super excited to hear from them in what that yeah. meant, and then I'm super oh, yeah. excited to hear from the coaches um, on because I think when you and this I understood this when I started working with high school students in an internship mm -hmm. perspective, and I started coaching them, and it was really I wasn't coaching them; I was just giving them the opportunity to learn and grow right yeah. in this to learn about themselves. It really changed my perspective on what's possible and what could be done. And I see, I saw some high schoolers do some pretty amazing yeah. things that Absolutely. you would be like, yeah, they would do some amazing things for the org. And, and the, I would have to remind, you know, my, the managers like, okay, you know, they're 17, right? <laughs> they're like, can we hire them today? I'm like, you know, they're 17, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a great opportunity. Um, you know, it's just a great opportunity to, yeah to watch them kind of learn and grow anything else when you think about add additions, you know, so you talk about this kind of student led conference to talk about this, any other for, for next, you're going to do it next year. Or do you, is I would it, love is it, to do it next year. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're, that we're hoping to get that on the ball. Cause that would be, I think just like the cream of this year, like just the topping for this year would be able to start something like that. Um, that's, I mean, that's our goal. Mm -hmm. I don't see that we can't make that goal. Honestly, I, what they've proved to me this year, there's really nothing like what, what goal would be too high. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you need, it sounds like you need to make it impossible. I, like. <laughs> well, I mean, right now it is right. So we are, we're dealing with an impossible situation because we would have to get codes. We'd have, I, mean, I would really like to get their 34. So I know. Like we could coach our, this core group in their 34. Uh, we'd have to get corporate sponsorships. We'd have to get like all these things. It sounds impossible, but there's like something in my head. It's like, it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. No, It's not impossible. It, it, mm -hmm. it's possible. The impossible I think is possible. Yeah, I think it is. And I think you're going to have to do some of the same thing the students did and yep. ask locally. Yeah. I'm not, to say, I'm good. Yeah, all they can say is no. That's all that can happen, and yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing bad about that. It's yeah. just that's not the relationship that's going to happen. Right. But there's a yes out there. There is a yes out there. Yeah, there's actually someone who needs to say yes. Like yep. they they they've been waiting for an opportunity, right. and they don't know how to connect. Yep. And they're they're ready to say yes. They just yep. don't know who to say yes to. That's right. right. And we're it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some, some great comments from the chat room, right? Impossible equals I'm possible. And, uh, <laughs> and I love that. Um, I love that idea of just really going out beyond yourself and yeah. saying, what, what if, what if, you know, what if, what if, what if we did this? And then I think one of the things you do better than anybody is to say, what if, and then where will I need to shift? So, yes. because the what if isn't always going to be exactly in the very beginning. <laughs> right? It's never where it is in the beginning. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. And so you got to pivot and shift and kind of see. And you have to be ready to do that. Like you really do have to be ready to just like change over. You have to be ready to, to go wherever you need to go. Because here's the thing, like, you have to be ready to to shift. I, I was telling the kids like when a when a lion chases a gazelle, a gazelle never runs in a straight line. Well, that would be super easy, right? The gazelle has to has to flip and flop and does all this crazy stuff. Well, if the lion isn't willing to shift and change with that gazelle, he's not going to eat dinner. Let's eat some dinner, people. <laughs> shift around, get it, yeah, get it, yeah. go get it, yeah. It's great. It, 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 I think a great reminder we'll look forward to, and I'll get those scheduled here on Eventbrite probably early next week uh, uh, for folks listening live. We'll get those again. Go out to, if you're listening to this uh, live or on the recorded version, go to gallop.eventbrite.com, get registered so that you'll get the reminder when I do send them out. If you're listening to it after the fact, as part of the podcast, uh, we may have done them already and they're available out there and, and, and for you, but certainly love to have you join us live. Carol Ann, it's always great <laughs> to spend time with you like there's never enough time and now i'm kind of thinking <laughs> how do i make a road trip to southern california yes you know i know yes. hey I, why I don't you come out to the conference and speak <sighs> which oh well there you go that's a, that's, a, that's a possibility we'll have to see how it goes yeah so it's, i'll, it's I'll a, schedule it around you because like i'm a good shifter yeah you are a good shifter because <laughs> it's dinner time <laughs> that's right it's Let's dinner eat. time it's dinner time <laughs> Caroline, thanks for the work that you do. Thanks for jumping in here. And and we'll, we'll of course, get to catch up with you a couple more times as we bring these students on. And then we'll bring yeah, the coaches right. on uh, as we kind of prepare for the summit. By the way, if you haven't registered already, if you're listening, haven't list, registered already, get registered for everything's out there and available for our summit, gallopatwork.com. All the speakers are picked. All the sessions are, are in. All you got to do is buy it. So get out there. Get in gallopatwork.com. Um, with that, I'll remind everyone to take full advantage of all the resources we do have available. Um, Caroline mentioned a few of them, but if you go to gallop.com slash Clifton Strengths, we have lots of things in our resources section that are available for you there. If you're interested in coaching, master coaching, or, or you want to become a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, just like Caroline is, you can send us an email, coaching at gallop.com, and we get you the right person to talk to you about that. I mentioned Eventbrite, gallop.eventbrite.com, to keep track of all the things we are doing live. Join us on any social platform, including Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash call to coach. And a lot of the conversation, 16,000 or so out there uh, in that group. It's a pretty big group. Yeah, we've grown it a little bit, I'd say. Uh, join <laughs> us in that group as well. And thanks for joining us today. Um, Carolyn, can you stay for a few minutes if there's sure. a few extra questions? Would that be sure. okay? Um, for, the, for folks listening to the podcast, with that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.